Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is late night. Steve Thompson in for Henry Lake. Uh, Henry was in earlier today here on News Talk E3O WCCO, and we're going to talk hockey in August. The beauty league's underway right now at Braemar. Um, I'm sure there's camps going on all over the state of Minnesota as as the youngsters get ready for tryouts this fall and the start of a season. But uh, uh, hockey, kind of a year-round thing in these parts. And Dan Winnesota has a brand-new book, a slap shot in time, and I was in for Mike Max, and I visited with Dan about his book. He's good enough to join us here again on late night. And uh, Dan, congrats again on the book, and uh, all the feedback I'm hearing is really good. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for having me back on. Can I, I just want to give a shout-out to Henry Lake. I know he's having a tough day, and I just want to send some love his way to him and to his friend and their family as well uh, before we talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Tough day for Henry. Uh, longtime friend passed away, and uh, once again, our thoughts uh, go out to uh, Henry and uh, his friend's family at this difficult time for sure. Uh, the book "Slapshot in Time: uh, The Wild but True History of the Minnesota Fighting Saints." Uh, Dan, I, I know when we talked before, and I, I know you spend a lot of time on social media, and there's been a lot of buildup, and you've been really sharing with people the process of putting this book together, uh, a real labor of love. Yeah, I spent uh, tons of hours with my face buried in newspapers, um, you know, probably ignoring my wife and child on the weekends and at nights after my day job, and lots of time down at the Historical Society digging through old boxes of photos and uh, making phone calls and it's uh i mean you have to be a research nerd to be uh to 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 go down the rabbit hole as i like to say yeah and you know i i thought about it again today because they're celebrating uh the 30th anniversary of the mall of america opening and of course uh, most well, folks know that uh met center and met stadium were on the site or on the site that mall of america sits uh, today, particularly Met Stadium, 
um, I, Ikea would be kind of next door to Met Center. Yeah, and that was a, close, yep. Yeah, and the Met Center was the home of the North Stars and built for an NHL team. But over in St. Paul, there was uh, a rival team, the Minnesota Fighting Saints. And, you know, youngsters don't re- remember it, but, but I remember it well. Well, a lot of people don't remember, too, that the, the Fighting Saints were kind of born out of the North Stars. Uh, when the North Stars were getting their, their franchise, the, the, uh, the group of men who were trying to get the, the franchise, the NHL, to, to give them a franchise, um, they had, there was two groups. There was a St. Paul group and a Minneapolis group, and um, they were kind of debating over where they were going to you know, build a stadium because there wasn't a stadium big enough at the time. In, in Minnesota, I think they required like 13,000 seats and there wasn't one available. So they either had to remodel one or they had to build a new one. And they had kind of had plans for both. And like a few days before the presentation to the Board of Governors, uh, uh, the Minneapolis faction of the group kind of decided that they wanted to go with the plans to build the new stadium at uh, the Met, Met Stadium site. And that kind of ticked off the St. Paul faction. Um, so the St. Paul faction said, fine, we're going to present our own plan. Uh, and those plans were to re, uh, remodel the St. Paul Auditorium. Um, and they went in the, the, about a day before the, uh, the presentation, they decided that a unified group would be better than being divided. So they went, went in to talk to the Board of Governors and agreed to St. Paul's demand to present those plans. But the Board of Governors was not having any of it. They were bored and, and said, no, we want a new stadium. So they took a break went back outside, discussed it, and both groups agreed to go with the Met Stadium site. They went back in. They got the, uh, the NHL franchise. Well, you know, fast forward to the North Stars' first season, December of 1967, St. Paul approved plans for an 18,000-seat facility, kind of out of necessity. They wanted to start having their own major sports teams, too, because they lost out on the North Stars. And then, you know, the WHA came calling, and they, the Fighting Saints were their first tenants. Yeah, and, and the old St. Paul Civic Center was born, and uh, both facilities had state hockey tournaments once upon a time. I, I remember yeah. uh, my dad taking my brother and, and me and, and some friends to the uh, Consolation and third place games on a Saturday afternoon out at the old Met Center in Bloomington, and then obviously the tournament moved back to St. Paul, its original home. They were They were in the auditorium and then moved back to the Civic Center, and uh, they they didn't leave the Civic Center until it was torn down, and they spent a couple of years at Target Center before returning to the X. Little history of the state tournament. Yeah, right. I I, re, I remember all of that, but but nevertheless, the Civic Center and the World Hockey Association, and even though the Saints ultimately weren't successful, some of those clubs uh, made it to the NHL when they merged. Yeah, four of them did. Um, the the Winnipeg Jets, the uh, Whalers, the um, Oilers, and there's another Canada team. I'm forgetting the Nordiques. Um, yeah. And when the NHL, when they, you know, they the whole WHA was kind of formed with the intention of merging and forcing a merger with the NHL because um, there was the same league. I don't want to say it. The p- same people that started the ABA enforced the merger with. The NBA, uh, Davidson and, and Regan were the two guys that created the WHA. Well, for many years, they tried to force a merger. And um, 
the NHL really wasn't having it. Uh, Clarence Campbell and some of the owners, specifically Ballard out of uh, the Maple Leafs owner, just they viewed the WHA as like their enemies. Like, why would we make peace with our enemies here? We have no reason to. Well, it kind of came down to the younger players. The WHA didn't have rules about younger players, uh, signing younger players. The NHL did, and the, the WHA had all these – Wayne Gretzky. They had Wayne Gretzky locked up for all these years, and that kind of became their trump card. Um, and a little in, uh, interesting fact about the merger, um, I think it happened in 78, March of 78. They did a vote, and it failed by one vote, and one of those votes was the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens also owned Molson Beer. And the uh, three Canadian teams in the WHA that were going to uh, merge, their fans all staged a boycott of Molson Beer. Oh, wow. um, Two or three weeks later, they voted again, and Montreal ended up voting yes, and the WHA, four WHA teams ended up merging with the NHL. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, now back to the Saints. The Saints had uh, a tumultuous run in the WHA. Finances were always a challenge for this team. It, it just it, it was a money issue for sure. Yeah, they just they just couldn't keep afloat. They never had the attendance that I think I read it was it was eleven thousand they needed to average. In the first season, they expected yep. to lose some money. They averaged like six thousand. The second season, it was like 8,000, but it's just they never, never could get the number of people in the seats that they needed to keep them afloat. But the funny thing is, and I think I told this last time, too, that they were one of the league's uh, largest drawing teams, you know, but um, the league kind of let them let them die because they, you know, were looking ahead at mergers and they were looking to bring teams along that didn't have NHL competition, you know, just across the river. So I, I yep. think that's one of the reasons they kind of let them let them die. Yeah, slap shot in time, the wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Dan Winnesota joining us, and he's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. A lot of great stories, and th- this had to be, you know, there, there's the history and the nuts and bolts and who owned what <laughs> and when they were founded, but, but really the stories and – the, yeah. the ties to the motion picture slap shot and the, the minor league affiliate and all the characters that, that came through and were involved in the franchise. That, that's really where the fun is, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, for me, I mean, just learning about, you know, because I, you know, I saw slap shot as a kid and you're, you, you know, the stories, you know, the lines, you know, Hey, Ogie, buy you a Coke after the game, you know, you know, all the lines and all that stuff, but going through this and you're, you know, doing this research and like, wow, that really happened, you know? And so that was one of the reasons I felt like I needed to bring, you know, the book to life. Yeah. And, and so many great stories not not home and, and on the road. And uh, e- even a story, uh, in in Mankato, and I, I know uh, Michael Rand of the Star Tribune did a piece, and you, you share that story, and it, it it's a story in the book, and it's a good one. Yeah, so it was uh, the summer of 75. They were kind of already financially very fragile, um, and they were trying to reach out. They, instead of doing, like, their exhibition games, home exhibition games, uh, at Civic Center, they were going to do them in local communities, like they did one in Cottage Grove against the St. Paul Vulcans and, uh, you know, sold the place out, just trying to get more interest from more of the suburbs rather than just the, you know, downtown crowd. And they did one at Mankato, and back then it was called the Ice Palace. I think it's called All Seasons today. 
Um, but they did like an inner squad scrimmage between their kind of regular starters um, and the their Johnstown uh, players. And the Johnstown players, which included, you know, uh, Jack, Steve, and Jeff Carlson, Dave Hansen, um, Kurt Brackenberry, all these, you know, kind of big names you'll you'll see on that the that Johnstown Jets team, the, the kind of heavies, I guess you would say. But they jumped out to a three nothing lead. And the Fighting Saints regulars started to get a little chippy and uh, uh apparently Steve Carlson skated into the corner and he ran into Mike Walton. Mike Walton is kind of the big big name scorer on the on the Fighting Saints. Um and he they kind of started to get into a scrap. And seeing this, Jack Carlson skated in to, you know, kind of protect his brother a little bit. And Jack Carlson, if you've ever seen him on the ice, he's, he's, a, he's a big man. Um, yeah. um, they said his, his fists were like meat hooks. And he skated into the corner and kind of got, they called Mike Walton Shaky. And he said, he said, Shaky, you don't want to do this. And Shaky looked at him and, you know, raised his fist and said, yes, I do. And Jack said, no, Shaky, you don't. And Shaky once again said, yes, yes, I do. And Jack gave him one punch, broke his nose, blood oh. everywhere, giant, giant scrum in the corner. They get the giant scrum broken up. And we've got photos of this in the book. We found never-before-seen photos of this whole thing, uh, and it's in the book. Uh, they get the scrum broken up, and there's kind of skating away. And um, John Arbor, uh, who's on this kind of starting regulars team, takes – his stick and jabs it into the stomach of Gary Gambucci, who's one of the uh, the uh, the Johnstown guys, a Minnesota guy, Gary Gambucci. Um, and those two go at it uh, in like a stick fight, and uh, the bench is clear, um, just fighting all over the ice. And we, again, we've got pictures of this too in the book. Um, the the after the game, Steve Carlson said so. They had been given the key to the city. Um, by the Mankato mayor after the game, Coach Harry Neal walked into the the Johnstown Jets locker room and threw the key to, to them and said, "Here, you won this bleeping game," and gave them the key. Wow. Um, and the the beauty of this whole thing is that it was a fundraiser for youth hockey. <laughs> wow! Yeah, you, you just absolutely can't make it up. Tons of great characters in this book. Um, and by the way. Um, it is available, I understand, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Next week, it's going to be available on the Star Tribune. I can, I think last time I wasn't able to announce this with you because we hadn't officially made the signing yet. But uh, uh, Star Tribune is officially sponsoring the release party, and they are going to be selling some books on their website. They don't have them cool. yet. They'll probably have them by next week. Um, but they're going to be selling them for the same price Amazon does. So if you'd rather buy from the Star Tribune than Amazon, uh, feel free. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the release party, that'll be at Tom Reed's. Everyone knows where that is over on 7th near the X. Yep, August 20th, uh, we're going to have a release party um, noon to 4. Um, sounds like there's a lot of sporting events that night. The Twins have their Hall of Fame night. The, the United are, Minnesota United are playing. The Saints are playing. And the Vikings have a preseason game. So we're hoping, hoping people will make a day of it. Um, Lefty Curran, the, the goaltender for the Fighting Saints, is going to be there to sign some books. I'll be there. He's, uh, Lefty's got some other players we think are coming, at least three or four, hopefully. Nice. Um, may, maybe more. So ho- hopefully some of the old Fighting Saints will be there. Um, Jesse Pierce, the editor, uh, is going to be there as well because she is just as much a part of this project as anybody else. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'd love to have people come down there and patronize Tom Reeds. They, 
they've been uh, very kind in opening their doors to us, and uh, we want people to uh, uh, have a good time that day and and enjoy Tom Reeds. That's coming up a week from Saturday, right, Dan? Yeah, one week. All right. Well, congrats again on the book. A lot of great stories. Uh, And once again, the big release party coming up. It's going to be a great time. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you having me back. Thank you very much. All right, there he is, Dan Winnesota. Brand new book, Slapshot in Time. And uh, it it just really, really fun stories. The wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. And that, once again, available on Amazon. Soon to be available at uh, the Star Tribune site. It is 1021 here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 